Welcome to Struggling Actor Sports. I'm an actor. Hire me. No, for real. You can uh, you can hire me if you want. I'm Ryan Mercier, and this is your post-Super Bowl show. And oh my, what a Super Bowl we didn't have. Uh, Super Bowl is my absolute favorite sports day of the entire year. It's what I grew up loving. Uh, the history and everything. This matchup I was incredibly excited for. It looked so promising. And it turned into an absolute uh, blowout. Uh, not too exciting. No um, no real memorable moments where the game really seemed in question. And, and it's uh, it's surprising. And, and it went the way that uh, a lot of people didn't expect. Where the Buccaneers were actually the team to... Blow out the Kansas City Chiefs and just destroy and dismantle them. So today, you know, we're going to talk about Todd Bowles. And we're going to talk about that defense. Byron Leftwich, Bruce Arians. Offensive line talk. Oh, yeah. But, of course, we got to start with the Super Bowl MVP. Five-time Super Bowl MVP. Now, seven-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady. I mean, my goodness. I there's you know, everyone will say there's no words, and uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing here. I'm finding the words for you. So we all know. Yes, was this the best game Tom Brady ever played? No. Um, did he deserve MVP? Interesting question. But history is just riddled with quarterbacks that eh, they didn't really deserve the MVP of the Super Bowl. But the whole team played well, and there's no other player to really pinpoint and say, oh yeah, it was definitely this guy. So, sure, give Gronk credit, Fournette credit. Everybody on the defensive side just uh, pick a guy. Uh, but this it's just how it works. You know, sometimes it's really obvious... And uh, the quarterback has, has a big chance to be the MVP because they deal with the ball so much. I mean, Peyton Manning's for a Super Bowl win. Give me a break. He got 247 yards, one touchdown, an interception, and a lost fumble. His running backs go wild in that game against the Bears. Uh, the defense has just an incredible day. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Everybody likes uh, everybody liked Peyton Manning. They gave him the MVP because he's the quarterback. I mean, it was his first Super Bowl win. This is Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl win, and he played well. So you got to give him the MVP. I'm sorry. It's just it's it's just how it goes. If any other player stood out, I would I would be I would be shouting that it needs to go to them. If they could change the rules, and I I personally don't see a problem with this. Why can't we do it? Uh, they could change the rules where they could give it to an entire unit, let's say. Uh, you'd give it to the defense. That's fine. But we'll get to that. All right. I already got I already got off track because, uh, you know, this is just people just, you need to understand this is just how it works. Tom Brady gets seven Super Bowl. Now, let's go back. I mentioned this in my article right off the bat on struggling actor sports.com 
Check it out. Um, <laughs> do you remember? Where were you in week four of 2014? What's week four, 2014? Oh, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. They blow out Tom Brady and the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. 41-14. to Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs defeat Tom Brady. 41-14. to Now, why is this game important? Well, that's because this is one of the first real, real impactful times where it began where media and fans they decided to say well Tom Brady he's done you know the Patriots dynasty it's over and while I wasn't really on that side uh, you could believe it because at 37 it could be the beginning of the end it's not really supposed to last much longer than that and they got blown out in a in a big spot on Monday Night Football. And that was when people decided to say, well, it's been a good career. But uh, Brady, his time is up. Not really sure if he's the best quarterback of all time because, remember, at that point, 2014, the last Super Bowl that he won was in 2004. So the Patriots won that Super Bowl, and then the Patriots' last two appearances were against the Giants, and they lost both. So he's 3-2 and two in the Super Bowl. He's gotten to five. Elway got to five. Elway won two. Elway dragged some, uh, some teams that maybe shouldn't have gotten there early in his career to the Super Bowl, which is, which is impressive. You know, Brady, that's a Hall of Fame career. Not really sure what to do with that, uh, if it ended that way, if Brady just had some playoff appearances here and there. But I brought that up because that was 2014. <laughs> and since then, uh, that very year, in fact, the Patriots won another Super Bowl. So the Patriots went to four more and won three. And now with the Buccaneers, Tom Brady has gone to five more since age 37 and won four of them. It's too much. <laughs> Ten Super Bowls. So that's double Elway. Elway went to five. So he, he, he's gotten to ten. These numbers, I think we're just going to get desensitized to them a little bit. And, and we're saying the Super Bowls. That leaves out the championship games. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen championship game appearances. Think about your team if it's not... The Patriots, if you're not a Tom Brady fan, just just look at your team's history, either either their entire history or even the last 20 years. If you know, maybe if you're a Steelers fan or, or Packers or someone with a lot of success, you know, look at the last 20 years, maybe even look at your whole history and see how many championship games uh, that your team has gone to. And Tom Brady's gone to 14. And he's he's gotten to ten Super Bowls. It's just it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, I did something here for for all you guys. Um, I thought we might be able to glean something from this, uh, but it's just it's just going to be 
mildly interesting rather than a big statement, but I just compiled all 10 Super Bowls Tom Brady played. You know, that's more than half a season of football. And just to give you the stats really quick, it's 277 of 421, all the passes that he's thrown. It's a 65 completion percentage when you average everything out. All Super Bowls together. He's thrown for 3,000 yards in Super Bowl games. 21 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. And he's sacked uh, 19 times. The numbers are really interesting because you might think uh, when he plays a bad game, the team loses, or when he has a great game, uh, they win. And there's just it's it's all over the place. So it's really interesting. You can go check out his numbers from from every Super Bowl. Uh, the lowest he threw for was the first Super Bowl against the Rams, uh, 145 yards. Uh, the most interceptions he threw was against the Seahawks. He had two, uh, but still had a hundred passer rating. And four touchdowns. Uh, so he's never thrown more than three interceptions in a Super Bowl. Again, six in, in all ten games. Um, he he threw for more interceptions than touchdowns once in a Super Bowl. This is, this is like trivia. Uh, but that was the second one against the Rams, so just a couple years ago, in the very, very low-scoring game uh, where he did not win MVP because he had zero touchdowns, but he did have an interception. Um, it's just amazing. He's got a hundred passer rating in half of them and what I would call a bad passer rating in just one, that was the Rams game. And surprising, you haven't heard the, uh, the famous giants game of the undefeated team. Um, it was an 82 passer rating, one touchdown, no interception. Uh, but he did get sacked five times. Also got sacked five times in the Atlanta game. And we all know what happened there. His accomplishments beyond the Super Bowls with MVP and just sometimes the teams he had to go through. One, two, two very impressive things that definitely get lost because there are there's just so many things to say about the guy and the teams that he's been a part of. Uh, something that definitely gets lost is... I believe, and this is 100% debatable, that the Seattle Seahawks had the best defense of the uh, 2010s. Uh, You could certainly say the Broncos. But I believe it's the Seahawks. And in their first Super Bowl, they play one of the best offenses of all time. The numbers might say the best. The, The Peyton Manning Broncos were Manning through for 55 touchdowns. And, of course, they just crush the Broncos, uh, 43-8. to So a Peyton Manning offense that was the best, possibly, of all time, scores eight points in the Super Bowl. And the next year, Tom Brady faces that same defense. There's, there's some mild differences, but it's the same defense. And Brady's down 10 points in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, having scored just 14 the entire game. So the Broncos score 8, the Patriots score 14. Hmm, Not really that big a difference. Felt like a different game, but still, you know, you, you could argue, oh, that's getting close. But of course, that's not how it ends, and... He leads the team to two touchdowns in the fourth quarter against the best defense of of the 2010s. 
and wins the Super Bowl. Now, we all know how it ended, and we can argue all about that, but, I mean, there's so many head-to-head cases against any quarterback where you could just pull one thing and, in my eyes, makes him better than the other quarterback. So, obviously, we're going to have these gaudy Super Bowl numbers and totals and, and accomplishments, but I feel like you can just pull some of these separate um, occasions and it, and it makes him better than almost any quarterback, you know, besides like uh, Joe Montana and Nelway and, and things like that. Uh, the other one is actually in 2017. Um, now, the, the Jaguars were not the complete defense uh, as the Broncos and Seahawks. They, they were a complete defense. But they they didn't quite reach the historic levels of uh, Seahawks and Broncos and like the 2002 Bucks or or anything like that. But they were close, and uh, Saxonville was was tough. They not like it was a great team, but they held the Bills in that first playoff game to three points. Um, crazy game against the Steelers where they did give up points. But but anyway, that that was a great defense. The Jaguars were up ten points in the fourth quarter of the championship game. Obviously, you have the bad call from the referee, and Miles Jack should have scored a touchdown, and and that would be the end of the story. But the point is, in the fourth quarter of that championship game against another great defense, uh, Tom Brady (laughs) scores two touchdowns again and and wins that game. So there's so many instances like that. uh, You could just pull just about any of them, including... One last thing that everyone forgets, and I sort of wonder if this will be seen as an accomplishment rather than a detriment, the more that we get away from uh, his career after he's in the Hall of Fame and everything. But again, in, in 2014, when we all decided uh, he was done, um, that included a 16-0 and season where they lost the Super Bowl. And, and that was devastating. They could have completed the uh, perfect season. Uh, which would have been incredible. But the more you get away from it, there's just another accomplishment uh, on his belt. You know, that's just another notch in it that, don't forget, he led a team in the regular season to 16-0. They didn't lose a game. I mean, that is just another ridiculous, ridiculous feat and... You know, we could we could go on even longer. But let's talk about the actual game, the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, the worst game uh he's ever led. Obviously he he did a lot of amazing things just to escape the rush and and even get the ball close to his receiver's hands. So I mean I'd like to it it is the worst game he's ever played, but Having the beat-up O-line was such a huge factor in it. And if you want to say, well, technically it's not the worst game he ever played because he got the ball to the – like, I I get that. It's it's fine. But they scored nine points. So no touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes. So all credit to Todd Bowles and the defense. Devin White, Levante David. You could just name all the players, Shaq Barrett. Jason Pierre-Paul and Dominican Sue just keep going on and on in the defensive backs. Just forget the stats. He was Mahomes was running around 
for dear life for so much of the game. He and he never he never put the team back into it, which is surprising because that's what the Chiefs always do. They're always down double digits in the playoffs uh, or nine to the Bills, and they come back. Mahomes, you know you can't keep their offense down. You know that Tyreek Hill is going to run by you and they're going to score points, and somehow they just didn't. Now, this Buccaneers defense is not the 2002 Buccaneers defense I referenced earlier. We're not talking about one of the greatest defenses of all time, but this team just started playing the best football out of anybody in their last eight games, 8-0. and And it's just an entire team effort. Todd Bowles, I mean, what a star. You know, you want to give the MVP to Todd Bowles? You can't really do that, I guess, because he's a coach. I don't know, but you could give it to him. You could give it to the entire defense. Change change the rules, and you could give the MVP to the whole defense. There wasn't really one person on defense that you could give it to necessarily. Um, It's just an incredible, incredible game, incredible game plan. Just execution all over the place. So Bruce Arians deserves some credit too, uh, or all the credit, or or whatever you want to say for having the Chiefs down to nine points. And the yardage difference, when you go and look at it, is is not really that that different uh, at the end of the game. But that doesn't really tell the story because Mahomes barely threw for a hundred yards, just got to a hundred yards passing at the end of the third quarter. And that's the kind of dominant performance that it that it was. And they've got some they got over a hundred yards rushing, but that was really Mahomes. I, I thought they needed more Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh they started to go to him a little bit in the second half, but they never really committed to him. Maybe if they tried that a little more in the first half, um it could have been a different story, but uh you know, they're the Chiefs. They're going to have Mahomes drop back 17 steps and bomb it. And um, he made some of the most incredible incompletions you, you'll ever see. But they just never had it. They never had it. And it's a championship for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 2002, they win the Super Bowl. They never win a playoff game until... You know, they signed Tom Brady in 2020. And then they win the Super Bowl. What a crazy thing to be a fan of the Buccaneers. You had some some kind of eh, wild card game matchups long ago. Uh, lost them. Two. Just two, by the way. Uh, go, go that long in between winning playoff games. And uh, all they do is, uh, if they're in, if they're going to win a game, the Buccaneers, they're going to win a Super Bowl. And everyone sounds, all the key figures sound like they're coming back, and including uh, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Tom Brady is going to come back. At, it's going to be age 44, and uh, his TB12 secret methods of only eating almonds and avocados and never drinking beer and whatever works he has from aliens that came down from space to inject him with just the super fuel to make him a superhero or whatever else is going on with that method. He's going to be back. Bruce Arians is going to be back. What what a list of uh, characters. And 
And unfortunately, in the end of it, pretty disappointing Super Bowl. Now, I hope hope we can get back to some exciting Super Bowls. Uh, in my lifetime, they have been exciting. So if uh if you're around the same age as me you've you've kind of grown up with a lot of a lot of amazing games where every year every other year you have an argument for that super bowl to be the best of all time uh and that hasn't happened for what i would say is 3 years now this year's super bowl not compelling last year's super bowl i i wasn't really big on it honestly uh, there could be you could say it was entertaining um, Mahomes just didn't have it. Uh, again, that seems to be a common theme in Super Bowls. Kind of interesting. Mahomes just didn't have it for three quarters against the Niners, and there was uh, something like six or seven minutes left when they were still down 10, and somehow they go from 10 points to 31 points in a snap, which is just what they typically do, which makes uh, the Buccaneers win on Sunday uh, even more impressive. Uh, but the point that I'm making is the Niners... Chiefs Super Bowl, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe there could be a case made that it that it got exciting. I would say no. The Rams Patriots the year before that, I kind of like. This is be a hot take more than the Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. Everybody hates this Super Bowl. It's fine. I know it was thirteen to three, so it's um, it's actually the lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. So even. <laughs> Even back uh, to Super Bowl One in the first 10 Super Bowls, uh, when football was much, much different, still didn't have that low, low of scoring of a game. I just thought it was at least compelling with the idea that you didn't really know who was going to win for a while in that game. But still, everyone would probably call that the worst Super Bowl they've seen in a long time, so I'm not going to count that. So that's three in a row that we've had that, unfortunately, have not been that great. Um, you had... Plenty of great ones right before that. Uh, if you're older than I am, you experienced uh, the 80s in Super Bowls, which uh, just is riddled with blowouts. Um, some of the early 90s as well. Uh, the Super Bowl is not always the best game of the year, and that's how it used to be until recently. So let's get back to having having the best day of the year be the best game of the year. Uh, whereas this year... The game of the year, I guess it was Ravens-Browns. Uh, that was an exciting regular season game. It should have been, and maybe still is, the Buccaneers-Packers championship game. But Matt LaFleur just took it from us. He said, this awesome game is going to have such a bad ending that sputters out into nothing because I'm going to kick a field goal at a ridiculous time instead of going for it on fourth down I'm still mad at him that should have been the clear game of the year instead we're left with uh, such an ending that that messes it all up Matt LaFleur I'm still mad at you but uh, hopefully next year's Super Bowl is better well thanks for tuning in to another episode of Struggling Actor Sports uh, before we go now I realize this is not the most popular podcast yet. Maybe one person hears this, but just need to give a tribute that, uh, again, I don't know how many people are going to hear this. Uh, it's strange because I, I'm just a listener of the Around the NFL podcast, which I believe is the best podcast in sports. Um, 
And therefore, since that's what I listen to, is the best podcast, period. Um, so it's not like I know any of these people personally. Even though I've listened for years, it sort of it feels like I know them. But uh, unfortunately, uh, a man by the name of Chris Wessling um, passed away from his second battle with cancer. Uh, he's only 46. And... Um, you know, I could go on and on with all the things uh, that I loved about him and uh, still love about the show and their dynamic together. Um, it's just a weird thing because I, I don't know if I have a place to do it because, I, I again, I did, I did not know them personally, unfortunately. I wish, wish I did. Um, I interacted with Chris Wessing a couple times on Twitter can't even quite remember if he replied to me, but, um, uh, you know, just liking tweets and, and things. And, and that's kind of all I've got. If you can go listen to an old episode of the Around the NFL podcast or, or listen to uh, or read any of his writing, just a tremendous writer, he was a, he was kind of a, it's like a folk hero. He, like an adventurer, a very, Folksy would give you the idea that he's just uh, entirely Southern and, and whatever sort of image that creates in a person, and, and that does not describe it because he's an incredible deep thinker and had such a knowledge of the history of the NFL, um, among other uh, many vast forms of literature and, and everything. And um have probably already gone on too long. It's just... Uh, it's just too bad we they let us know that he was battling cancer um again and some people uh if you have any family members out there who are dealing with cancer um i had i had some um i know from experience that uh, you just got to tell them you love them but because you never know when things can take a turn with the the horrible horrible um um disease experience uh, everything with that uh, my my pin tweet is one of my just favorite lines it's been it's been this way for a couple years now uh just because uh listening to an episode um i feel like uh chris wessling and i would connect on on one subject and that is how easily people are to get outraged by anything especially the dumbest things and uh, just a little throwaway line, he said uh, on one podcast. Uh, I've got it up as a quote from him. He just he just let this out uh, as he would with great lines all the time. He said, "Nobody's happy unless they're offended," <laughs> and I I loved it so much. Just like you know, some people just can't exist. And and they won't fully be themselves unless they find themselves offended by something and and spouting off about it. All right, already gone too long. Um, love to uh, his wife Lakeisha and his son Link. Um, gone way, way, way too soon. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>